but uh, but you sound good. Like the quality is there. It's it's pretty even level. So you're whatever. If you're just running the internal microphone, you're good. All right. Cool. All right. This is, be like Alex is like recording from San Francisco. <laughs> he actually like five, is on five location on, on location from uh, New Zealand or quick. Crap, from Alex, where are you on location from this episode? These episodes. Uh, Brose Vineyards. Yeah, oh, there we go. Right. That's New Zealand, right? <laughs> Alrighty, uh, Sean, do you want to do the first round of questions? Since. Welcome to Brose. Taste the rainbow. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me, as they always do, are my bros in Rosé. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hey, guys. To my left, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hello. And across from us, reporting live for the very first time, a special guest bro, uh, frequent contributor to the show, direct from Brose Vineyards, Mr. Alex Kinzel? Cashnell? Cash uh, hold on, help me out here. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Uh, Mr. Alex Casnell is here. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm honest. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's holding it together. Uh, you're, you're, so you're reporting live from Brose Vineyards, which explains some, somewhat the, uh, the, the somewhat choppy internet connection right now. Uh, but how, how, how are you? Well, Welcome to the Brose Show. I'm doing pretty Oh, boy. Good to be here. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm throwing my hat in the ring. I think I'm the biggest fan of your show. I've said this before. I've listened to every episode. Frequent contributor as a listener. Mm-hmm. I'm always listening to the show, sitting right in the chair I'm sitting in right now. So this is a, this is a real uh, real eye-opening opportunity. <laughs> you really get to peek back behind the curtain. Did you did you expect to see so many rubber chickens on the video camera in the studio when you when you did this? The, the amount of rubber chickens is questionable. <laughs> is know- it too few or too many? You know, I'm gonna leave that up to the. Little- <laughs> the the <laughs> rubber chickens is how Tim does his Mickey voice. It's actually just him squeezing the. Chicken. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. <laughs> well, that was a monstrosity, guys. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Hello. <laughs> uh, there's somebody. Uh, uh, one of our other listeners to the show uh, has has been. Uh, chiming in on twitter uh reese salvatore i believe reese, yes. uh, has been chiming in asking for a whole episode of tim doing the mickey voice which honestly i mean that would be that's it like i'm not going to do the show and i will walk out <laughs> immediately if that's the case if that's something that is going to happen um but welcome to the brose podcast everybody available as always on apple podcasts google Podcasts, spotify stitcher soundcloud tune in and wherever fine podcasts are bought and sold uh i didn't uh where's the bell here's the bell <clears throat> The premise of this show is for the group of us bros to answer questions from you, the gentle listener, uh, and the loved ones in our lives about life, the universe, and everything. And if you have a question that you'd like us to answer on the show, you can email it to us uh, using the email address brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Um, before we get to the wines, uh, Alex, I, I was thinking about this earlier today as I was uh, as I was mentally preparing for the show. You know, like you know, doing my hour long meditation, yoga, all that other stuff, the stuff that I normally do. Uh, the last time you and I were on a podcast or radio show of any other sort together was about seven or eight years ago. Uh, a show that I started right after college it was predominantly a sports show, but 
uh, I brought you on uh, and we did a, a little bit on the show because you, as the lead guitarist, uh, co-songwriter and and guitarist and, and lead singer of the band The Blue Room, uh, were promoting an album at that point. Uh, so what I ask you now, Alex, is what do you have to promote tonight? What do I have to promote tonight? My goodness gracious. Uh, myself is... Oh, boost, no. I guess. Um, you know, <laughs> cranking through four years of grad school, I'll take a hit after a while. <laughs> I'm here to promote my, promote my own uh, mental well, mental uh, health and well-being, I guess. So by, so by promote, you're not talking about, like, you know, getting more awareness, but, like, literally to improve your sense of self-worth and, and <laughs> general happiness. No, literally to, to promote it. Like, personal and social growth, you know? Oh, okay, all right, weird, all right. Like, extra card report card it's like it's not an actual grade but it's just one of those things you're kind of supposed to be working on it's getting like a high five <laughs> <laughs> i like it i like it well listen thank you very much for joining I, I get a couple high fives from the listeners <laughs> yeah, definitely I, i'm great in, in all sincerity i'm grateful for the opportunity to be here i'm really excited awesome man this is gonna be a lot of fun yeah we're super stoked to have you here it's gonna be we, awesome i you are our favorite sibling yes of all the siblings <laughs> of mine yeah. uh, you are <laughs> <All> the, yes <laughs> Of all of Matt's siblings, <laughs> all of them, uh, we're really glad to have you, man. So uh, before we get to the questions, as we uh, are wont to do at this time of the show, we're going to discuss what wines we have to drink. Uh, Sean, uh, you are here for a, uh, a possibly limited amount of time, so possibly. let's start with you. What, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking uh, Rosemont of Virginia Rosé. It's a 2018 uh, Rosé from Virginia. Uh, and the tasting notes say that at Rosemont Vineyards, we have the distinct pleasure of growing every grape we use in our wines. Mm -hmm. Our farm dates back to 1858, and we combine our knowledge of this land with modern winemaking techniques to produce mm -hmm. premium handcrafted Rosemont of Virginia wines. Beautifully balanced in every glass. Cheers! And this was given to, uh, gifted to Mary and I, specifically to be used on the Brose podcast. Wow. By uh, <laughs> Emily and John, uh, the Cooper Cooper Churches. Yes. And um, it is uh, very good. It's very tart, um, mm -hmm. and I'm digging it so far. We'll see how it, you know, how it lasts over the next couple of uh, couple of episodes. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah, Rich, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking uh, 90 Cellars Costa Provence Rosé. This was gifted to me for my birthday by the Divas's. Ooh! Um, Shout out to Joe and Janie and uh, Harvey and f future Divas uh, Gilbert. <laughs> um it's it's very light in color and it, it doesn't taste too bad I, I enjoy it hmm. it's um when they gave it to me i i it, the color is so light i almost thought it was a white yeah and i was looking all over and i didn't see the back where it says coast to provence rosé <laughs> so i was googling is this a rosé or not can i drink it <laughs> Our, our, our restrictions on the rosé are pretty loose at this point. Yeah, like, if, if, you, yeah. you, if you brought in, like, pink vitamin water, I would have been like, yeah, fine. I'm sure <laughs> no, it says rosé. you left in your car for a couple days. It's probably <laughs> fermented. Or yeah, it's, yeah, it's probably got, like, a 0.01% ABV <laughs> at this point. Uh, Alex, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I'm glad you've loosened up the restrictions on what we're allowed to be drinking, because I brought with me barefoot... Wine to go from the local West Philly wine spirits. Alex, is that a Capri Sun? <laughs> oh, no. So, Rosé, uh, the tasting notes are delightfully sweet, and it won some award that I can't read because the label is so small. Uh, most awarded something or other, though. <laughs> 
Well, congratulations to them. Uh, it sounds like a crowning achievement in their, their long, illustrious uh, winemaking career. How is it so far? There you go. I have not opened it yet, but um, in lieu of tasting notes, there are uh, like an aged amount of time it's been aged. It has the, the date on which it was packed. <laughs> That's... So as opposed to like a as it. opposed to a vintage, it's got like an expiration date on it. <laughs> it just has a it's like a it's like a uh, what's the word like a UPC code with like a <laughs> the time written in like, <laughs> like four hour time. Excellent, excellent. Uh, what the hell am I drinking? Sure, but it was three ninety nine. So. <laughs> uh, I am drinking Sunseeker Rosé. It's a California uh, twenty eighteen. Uh, Sunseeker Rosé, I, I do not know if we have drank this before. I don't think we have. No, we haven't. Sunseeker Rosé brings the captivating light of the, the summer sun to any occasion. Vibrant hints of strawberries and raspberries lead to a bright, crisp finish. Uh, and it is definitely light and crisp. It is not the typical like Pinot Noir type of rosé that, uh, that I'm typically fond of. Uh, but it's nice because it is kind of a warmer day. It's been you know kind of humid over the past couple of weeks. So uh, this is, it's a nice change of pace. Um, before we get to the the, the questions, um, I, I neglected to bring this up at the beginning of the show because it, we sort of just rolled over it like, oh, yeah, Alex is already here. He's natural fifth of the show and everything like that. Uh, I, you'll notice, of course, that there's a bro missing. Uh, Tim Hansen is not here this evening. Uh, we, we checked in on him and he's fine, uh, but his Internet is not. Rip, so rip he, his Internet. His RIP, his Internet, which has been out now for, I believe, like two and a half days, yeah. uh, because on Friday... Uh, the group of us, Sean, Rich, I, my, my wife, and a couple other people were trying to play uh, Mario Kart online, and Tim and Martha had to drive to a friend's house to play Mario Kart with us online. Um, so it's still not working. We checked in with Tim this morning, and uh, unfortunately, he's not going to be able to join us for these set of episodes, but I, I did want to at least get like some sort of contribution from him for this week's show. So I tried calling him a few minutes before the show started, and I... I I didn't get him. I just it sounded like maybe he like but like opened the phone and didn't realize that I was calling or something like that because I just heard this. All right, move on. Nothing to see here. Please disperse. Nothing to see here. Please. So ten, so a lot of a lot of stuff happening. <laughs> yeah, at, a, lot that was a lot to unpack. Uh, the explosions, you know, the the crowd that is there, the fact that Tim sounds a lot like Leslie Nielsen in The Naked Gun. Uh, but you know, we we hope he's doing okay, uh, and he will be back for uh, the next round of episodes, uh, provided that uh, Comcast, Verizon, or whatever company. Uh, that is not sponsoring our show, that is doing his internet, uh, fixes things up. Sponsor us, please. Please sponsor us. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after that rousing endorsement. Uh, so, Sean, you've got the first envelope of questions. I do have the first envelope of questions, which is, act like... Uh-oh. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. Which is a... Um, it's a one wine glass with okay. a bunch of hearts on it. Yeah. And uh, Jacob went a little crazy with... Just he just put a rainbow on the back, mm -hmm. and it says, "What concert costs just forty-five cents?" Uh, is it Nickelback? It's fifty cents. Fifty cent with a with Nickelback. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Very nice, very nice. <laughs> we're gonna see that at some yes. point. Cause we already had Blink One Eight Two and Lil Wayne. Now we're gonna see Nickelback they, they and stopped. fifty cents. Oh, uh, did they? Did yeah, he, did, I'm pretty sure Lil Wayne dropped out because <sighs> they didn't like him enough. It's hard to believe that didn't work out. <laughs> Uh, what is the first question? The first Sean? question of this round is: um, If you had to marry someone in this room, who would it be? Hmm. Mm. If you had to marry someone in this room, 
Well, um... Well, I know the Casnells would get married, because that's... <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, this legalities <laughs> might might get in the way. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's allowed. Yeah. Um, but only legalities. <laughs> uh, Alex, who would you marry in this room? <laughs> No. Uh, who would you marry in this room, Alex? Oh, who would I marry? I'm sorry. I, I lost the internet there for a sec. That's okay. Um, who would I marry of the three people in the room? Do you guys? Yeah. Or, or you could be in your room. If there's somebody hiding in your in your apartment right now, uh, if you want to marry them, that's fine as well. God, that's All the child been hiding in my apartment. Oh, no. I'll marry one of them. Huh. Um, no. Uh, oh, no. Uh, just because I think we we'd be pretty simpatico with like uh, we'd both be pretty into cooking. I think we both are probably like Rich is more into video games than I am, and I'm probably a little more into like playing guitar and stuff. But like, there's enough like sort of yin and yang going on there. I feel like we'd get along pretty well. <laughs> All right. All right. So we... See you regardless. So I wouldn't feel the need to marry you to keep hanging out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rich. Uh, who would you marry in this room? And keep in mind, if you don't pick Alex, it's gonna be weird. Well, seeing as how Alex is marrying me, yeah, I might as well marry Matt. Yeah. So that this way, mm -hmm. by transitive property, <laughs> Alex married Matt. Okay. <laughs> Well, in that case, okay. it's only fair then that I marry Sean, yeah. uh, because you know, and then, obviously, and then I marry Alex to complete the circle. Complete this fucking harem that we have going on, like, uh, great. So, <laughs> so it's all about getting that those sweet, sweet benefits and yeah. trans and transposing them onto everybody. Uh, I think that's the only fair thing. And then Tim, uh, I guess, would have to marry Vince. Oh man, mm -hmm. which yeah. you know that that wouldn't work out well. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. As That's true. Tim's too much more man for Vince. It's fine. <laughs> that is true. Uh, <laughs> it's country strength. Mm -hmm. Tim, that um, big old country strength. Tim's looking buff these days, by the yeah, way. He is, yeah. He's been, yeah. He's been working out. Mm -hmm. um, seeing as how Alex did give a legit, thoughtful answer, mm -hmm. as much as I love all you guys, I would probably have to go with Sean. Mm -hmm. Um... Me and him, like Sean Dab, like, like yeah, Sean is dad. I did the Freddy, he did the dab when he mm -hmm. got picked. So I mean, mm -hmm. that's like, I'm starting to pick up a lot of his humor. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, we do hang out a lot. We hang mm -hmm. out a lot already, and it's not that I don't love you two. It's mm -hmm. just like I feel like gaming wise and other stuff, me and him would probably butt heads less. <laughs> You think I'm gonna fight with you about Monster World or something? Monster Hunter? Like <laughs> exactly, you called it Monster World. What you know? That reminds me. You got a post mom. about it on Face Mash or my Twitter or something. I don't know. It's a tough call because I love all you guys equally. Mm -hmm. You're like my children. I can't pick the best. Also, being our your children would make it a lot harder for the marriage. Thing yeah, to that, go would, through. that would be weird. Uh, I would also pick Sean. Uh, yeah. Sean, Sean has, uh, has surely achieved the highest level of maturity of anybody that has done this podcast. Uh, Sean, Sean is which is, is which is very bizarre. I want to yeah, <laughs> I have had the worst faux pas uh, dating back to the first podcast. Sure, but that's listen. That's that's fine. The bar is not particularly high for that for that goal. Uh, but but the, the level of maturity, the level of responsibility, uh, you'd be you'd be a wonderful life partner, uh, a wonderful uh, caring father to our children, uh, and uh, of course you know the, the I, we occasionally talk about sports and video games or whatever. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, all that other stuff. Sure. Yeah. Okay. This is hard because I right? so I'm not right? I'm not not to like toot my own horn, but I'm not surprised that you guys picked me because I'm the most laid back mm -hmm. of the four, three of us. 
Okay. Like I'm the least, like I would be the easy, like just like, you know, do whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think, so that makes sense. I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Matt only because he's the most, he's the most active person I know. Like he'll, he'll plan shit that I I won't do that. Mm -hmm. I'm not a planner. And Matt is. Exactly. That's Mm -hmm. what it is. Yeah. You have to have somebody who picks up, uh, because that's what Mary does for us. She's the one who like talks to people and makes sure plans are she she set up a calendar that i never would <laughs> yeah Fair. but it's it's hard because there are all between all three of you there is a lot of there are there are things about all of you that i like that you know like mm-hmm. that are deficiencies in other people but yeah i think matt would be the easiest transition <laughs> the easiest transition from being married to your current wife to being married to another person yeah Got it. Exactly. Noted. Noted. All right, that's an interesting one. Yeah, and I do feel bad that Tim is not in here for this question. Uh, yeah. But uh, again, you know. Well, and he's, I, Tim would probably be picking up a, like a lot of. I would. I'm picking up a lot of Tim's leftovers. I'm gonna. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Tim leaves, and suddenly everybody's just gaga for Sean. That's how it goes. Yeah, I don't have that country strength, and I'm very useless <laughs> in most real world skills. But. What is the uh, What is the next question? Um. By the way, nobody on Twitter answered the question of which one of us you'd marry. Please don't. Yeah, <laughs> that's not that's not going up on the social media. <laughs> uh, what are you most looking forward to in the next ten years? The end of the world. Yeah, like six six or seven years, probably like the sweet <laughs> sweet release of death. Uh, the one moment before the inevitable heat death of the planet, not just the the planet alone. Like, yeah, when you're out sunbathing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alex, what are you looking most uh, most looking forward to in the next ten years? I'm looking forward to most in the next ten years. Um, I'm telling you, probably looking forward to most before the end of the week because I just got the new Hold Steady album in the mail. I'm pretty stoked on that. <laughs> so for the next ten years, <laughs> for, the obvious th- answer, thrashing through the passion. <laughs> Well, cause I can say I'm, like, graduating, but I don't want to jinx myself or anything like that. Plus, that's boring. I've never, right. At this point, right. like, the conversations I have about my daily life is like, are you still in school? Like, nearly <laughs> 30 years old? I'm like, yeah, that's me. No. But, well, uh, well, you're getting your PhD. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm a little different. Whole set album. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... That's the whole study album. Right, the whole study album. So you're worried about jinxing the grad school thing. You're not worried that like tomorrow there's going to be a problem at the 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 record label and they're just going to shelf the album for the next nine no, years. I was saying, uh, you're worried about jinxing your grad school. Oh no, it's in my hands already. Oh okay. Are you are you already have it? Okay okay okay. Good. All right. Uh, great. Have you listened to it? How is it? I just, I literally I got it. I haven't listened to it yet. You've not listened to it yet. Okay, so you just got it. All right. Uh, Rich, what are you looking for most forward to in the next 10 years? Hmm. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> my life is literally an open book. Mm-hmm. I've got nothing really going on right now. Mm-hmm. So oh, I'm looking forward to something going on in my life. <laughs> <laughs> the next 10 years, something. Something <laughs> Could is be happening. anything. Something's At happening. some point from now till the next 10 years, something is happening in my mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Hope, hopefully, haven't still having a job. There you go. Or it's up in the air if this place is going to be closing soon or not. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean, now you've had a lot of life changes in the I last do. couple of years. I do, I do. What are you looking forward to? In the I, next I am. This is like a lame, not a lame. It's a sappy answer, but I am mm. looking forward to like seeing my kids grow up. Like in ten years, Alice will be as old as Jacob is now, so she'll be a butthole, and Jacob <laughs> will be. 20 
Wow. So he'll be in college. And that's when, like, I know that's when I started to be less of a butthole. So, like, it's it's going to be, you know, it's it's cyclical. But I'm very excited to see where what they get up to. Like, how they... Because Alice is, like, just... She doesn't know what's going on. She's mm-hmm. just, like... It's, like, super awesome when she smiles. And I congratulate her for farting, like, daily. <laughs> 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 so, like, I'm excited to see her actually do things. Nice. That's Yeah, it's... It's sick. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good, man. That's a good. That's a good answer. Uh, the next ten years, or in the next ten years, there's a lot because I'm, I'm, you know, if, if there's a, if there's any potential career change for me or anything like that, or future success in whatever field I am in at the time, that would be nice. Um, probably having kids is probably the thing I'm most looking forward to, um, and it's also a thing that terrifies me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Uh, I, I think it's something that it's 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 something I'm looking forward to because not because it's just like oh this is a benchmark I want to achieve this because it's like that is the step of my growth my, of myself it's a step of the, the next step of the, my growth with my relationship with my wife mm-hmm. um, and it's just you know it's it's sort of that's the point where even more so than now like you can have you can be selfless as a human. And obviously you, you probably know this better than anybody in this room, Sean, um, you can be selfless as a person, but you don't like, you can still have an element of selfishness. And then once you have a, a kid, my guess is you really have to be like selfless and looking at like the, the, the element of, of you that you are putting into your life, the, the focus on yourself, um, it, it becomes a little bit less like that, that. The part of your life where you're focusing on like self building, you still have it. Mm-hmm. But my, my, what I am thinking is that when you have a kid that, that that becomes less of a priority because you're now caring for child and family and all that. Yeah. Is that is that what you are finding yeah. or no? Well, yeah, because like I I have found so it's very difficult to get me angry. Mm-hmm. But I have found when something is upsetting Jacob, that will set me off. Yes. Way more than anything that's happening to me. Right. Because I can like when it, it's when he's when something's happening to him and he's upset mm-hmm. is like that's that's like a bridge too far. Yeah. I've noticed is mm-hmm. that I yeah, I, I'm much more invested in what's happening with him. Not that I'm not invested in my own life, but like mm-hmm. Yeah, and also just like in having Alice at this point for like seven weeks, mm-hmm. it's just like you care so little about all the gross stuff. Like mm-hmm. if someone had pooped in on me, <laughs> right, I would be upset in a vacuum. But now I'm just like whatever. Yeah. Like great, right? I'm glad that you're pooping. Like, yeah, <laughs> that means you're healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. But that, but that, but that specifically the the part about like you're getting you know upset about something that that hurts Jake or yeah, something that might potentially is, harm Alice yeah. or something like yeah. that's that's the part that I'm that I'm fascinated by and that's the part that I'm excited for is like um, I, I tend to think that I think of other people now but I really think that once you have a, a child that that's like the next step in in my growth as humans not like oh I'm gonna get better at playing guitar because that's what I want to do it's like I'm gonna grow as a person because now it's like I have this 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 bond with a, another yeah. smaller creature. Yeah. It is. It's a whole different thing. Yeah. It's, it just, it gives you a, it gives you a perspective. Like yeah. it's a perspective that, you know, I had to, you had, I had to kind of jumpstart when I started dating Mary and Jacob was there, but yeah, yeah, it does. Well, it does shift your focus a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. Next 10 years is going to be exciting, man. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Also, also, Growth of the Brose podcast. That's well, obviously. Uh, what, yes. what I mean is when we, when we we're get picked getting, up by podcast one, we're getting, <laughs> A hundred Twitter follows in the next ten years, guys. Ooh, like, wow. We gotta get up to that. That's our next mile. So we're on pace for a scant like you know, eight a year. <laughs> as long as we get that. <laughs> eight more a year, then we'll be there. We're crushing it. All right. Uh what is the next question, Sean? 
the next question is what is the worst commercial slash ad the worst commercial slash ad <sighs> boy mm. um, I can't I remember the Quiznos commercials kind of disturbed me as a, as a young one do you remember them yeah with like the weird, yeah with yeah, the weird yeah. hamsters that was a little <laughs> bit weird for me mm. um, I actually just saw an ad for PETA today where it was two guys with a chicken in the middle and it says meat makes love and heart or something like that and it just literally looked like they just got done having sex with this chicken <laughs> and each other hmm. like hmm. I'm like that's just like horrible, horrible. <laughs> like, like P- PETA knows what they're doing yeah. right when they do something like that yeah. they know what they're doing yeah, PETA, I, I think well I you all you you might be I don't know but like I'm predisposed to dislike PETA so it's just like I see an ad no, and I'm like, fuck these guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Like, if I didn't know it was for PETA when I first saw it, I still would have been like, this is, I don't understand. And then if I, knowing it was for PETA, I'm like, I understand what they're trying to say, but mm-hmm. their execution on this is just terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alex, what is the worst commercial or advertisement you've ever seen? Uh, I saw an ad at one point, I think it was during the 2016 elections. It was one of the YouTube things that came up and it was, Full disclosure, I know little, next to nothing about Pat Toomey other than that he does something for the state of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And the ad was essentially, it says, do you own a bank? Do you own a boat? Well, Pat, Pat Toomey owned both. And that was like the thing against Pat Toomey was that he had assets, mm-hmm. which doesn't seem like substantial enough for political smear campaign. Like he was wealthy. <laughs> So he was automatically bad. <laughs> I don't know the guy at all, yeah. but I say like, we could probably do a little more research, right? Right. Although I have to say, I did not know that Pat Toomey owned a bank at one point. At that point, like, I, like whether whether you're a capitalist or not, you sort of have to go like, oh man, he fucking owns a whole bank. Like that's <laughs> good on him. It wasn't a bank. I know one of them was a boat, and there was something else that was like lavish that he owned. For some reason, I'm thinking it. Was the bank on the boat? Yes, it's an article bank. Yes. <laughs> Norwegian Secretly Cruise Bank. Is yeah, he just jumps into his ocean. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, the worst ad I've ever seen. I go on last. I should have had time to think about this, but like I I, I think um I mean the Sarah McLaughlin ads get me. Yeah. And that's usually bad because I'm like I I'm not going to adopt a dog. So just seeing the ad is just like reminding me how shitty I am for not adopting a dog. (laughs) Um, So that one's bad. I guess, um, you know, any safe auto commercial. We're just going to go with any safe auto commercial. It's just like, uh, you know, get your minimum coverage, safe, play it safe, safe auto. Like any of that kind of stuff. Even the general ads, like the, the, they asked for the general one are fine because Shaq is in it now and Shaq (laughs) makes everything better. Uh, but I'll, I'll go with the safe auto ads. For some reason, those just annoy me. You know who's know got good ads, though? Who? Um, farmers. Oh, because it's J.K. Simmons. Simmons. Yeah. yeah. They're, They're so good. Yeah. They are very good. I what? hate ads that are like just like the Pat Toomey ad where it's just like, Pat Toomey's a piece of garbage. Yeah. But for this other guy. Like, yeah. I find positive advertisements yeah. so much more effective. Like, there was yeah. a, mm-hmm. during the Super Bowl, I think, Bud Light. Yeah, they yes. were doing the, like the um, anti coors commercial, and it's like, um, yeah, it was like we that? don't have mm-hmm. high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, it's like, I yes. don't care. I just don't like you. Just sound yeah. like you sound like you're whining. You're yeah. pretentious now. <laughs> when um when the primaries were starting, I think it was when the primaries were starting um in uh in like the tri state area for PA Jersey Delaware, 
um, and the Republican primaries were up, uh, there was a Trump ad that started running and it was just, it was like 10 seconds long and it was just Trump saying like every position he has really quick, but in front of, you know, a, like out, out a window, like presumably he's in one of his big towers. But basically what it boiled down to is 10 seconds of Trump saying every word he knows and, <laughs> and it was be like, we're going to build a wall, bring the jobs back, make China pay, make it great again. Let's go. And then the ad was over and you're back to watching like Philly's Brewers or something like that. And it was nice. like, whoa, okay. Like I, right. I was just blown, blown away by that one. <laughs> Not a bad ad, just like a hmm, weird kind of ad. Like his id distilled down into like 10 seconds. I will say Hulu ads, not ads for Hulu, ads on Hulu are the worst. Not because they're bad, because they're so goddamn frequent. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. always the same one. So I've been binge-watching My Hero Academia, and so they'll have it, an ad before the show, after the title card, like, two minutes into the show, and then right before the end yeah. credits. Mm-hmm. And it's like... It's all the same commercial. Yeah. I'm like, I wouldn't mind this if it were 90 seconds of different commercials. Each You're time. selling something other than a Subaru. Yeah, like, that would be yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's frustrating. Yeah, they also Hulu. We we pay for like that uh, commercial free Hulu. Yeah, uh-huh. and there are still there are still commercials. And Mary was like, "What the hell, Hulu? There are commercials on my commercial free Hulu." <laughs> and their response was, "It's not commercials. They're ads. They're." Sp- that was their official response via twitter.com you're not seeing commercials you're seeing ads they're advertisements no they're not ads they're sponsored content it's different i was like oh my god oh boy go to hell you should get your money back for that that's horseshit it's it's only during certain things but it is just it's very frustrating that's nonsense yeah all right uh all right bad ads man uh what is the next question uh the next question is (laughs) who is your otp your one true pair, mm. i.e., it would be Ross and Rachel oh. or, uh, uh, I don't know, I couldn't think of another so, one. So, so it's not mine. I does, it, does, it, does it have to be like a, like a, like a couple, like a it's, well, it intimate would, couple? It, it doesn't have to be. Well, you're thinking if it's friends, it's a bro TP. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> But we're going OTP. You we're could, going honestly. Just live your life. So sure. I, I, you know how everyone always says like I want to love like Jim and Pam. No, I want to love like Andy and April. And I want that's that's a good one. That's what okay. I'm looking for. Andy and April from Parks from and Rec. Parks and Rec. The, okay, from the Parks and Rec. Okay, okay. That's <laughs> a good one. That's a good one. This is uh, yes. you know, Chris Pratt's great. Yeah. Everybody loves Aubrey Plaza. Oh, Aubrey yeah. Plaza from Wilmington, Delaware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. baby. Um, okay. The like third most famous person from Delaware. <laughs> Joe Biden, Robert Aubrey Plaza, Biden. and then so- someone else in the Biden family. The Duponts. And the yeah, Duponts. Yes, yeah, the Duponts. So oh, and Biden. George Thorogood. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think she just beats Thorogood. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No, 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 no. No, nobody beats the Delaware Destroyers, Rich. Let's get let's get real. You count Flacco? Uh, well, Flacco's from New Jersey. Yeah, he's from so Flacco. Audubon. So Flacco is officially from Audubon, New Jersey, but he went to school at U of D. Right, but I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, if you get real specific, he's technically Newark, Delaware. Wilmington is different than Newark <laughs> uh, because it's Wilmington University there. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's a completely different 20-minute-away uh, city uh, that I pass every day when I go to work. Um. So, Rich has his, his one true pair from Parks and Rec. Yep. Uh, Sean, would you have Ross and Rachel, or would it be no, somebody no. else? No, no, it would be... Um, 
Those are horrible people. Yeah, it would be Ben and Leslie from Parks. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's a good one. I can agree I don't with know. that I one. think that whole everyone in that show who ends up pairing off, mm-hmm. their relationships yeah. are just very healthy and good relationships. They complement each other really well and love each yeah. other very much, and that's mm-hmm. nice. Um, This is hard. I, I, I don't have like a sitcom, one mm. true pair or something like that. Um, oh boy, I'm trying to think of this, the shows that I do watch. Uh, I mean, my, if I if I had my bro TP, I would go um, Tobias Harris and Boban Marjanovic from the Sixers, who had their own uh, web series show, yeah. Yeah. the Toby and Boby show. I'll give that. To you know, that's and fine. who fucking yeah. love each other. Yeah. And I, I <laughs> when when Boban Marjanovic signed with the Mavericks in the off season. Uh, Toby just posted a Twitter uh, had a tweet that was just 140 crying emojis <laughs> just because his friend was gone and I'm like I love that that's wonderful that's yes. great uh, so I, I, I guess I'll go with that one yeah. I can't think of a good uh, sitcom one um, Alex of all of the, the television that you've watched and I know you just fucking love TV <laughs> just watch a ton of television uh, or even like in any form of media what I... is your favorite like couple I'd probably have to go with um Gritty and the Philly Fanatic. If I had to choose just one, <laughs> truly, truly iconic. It yeah, is the, you know that is the number one. Yeah, N- yeah. name a more iconic duo. I'll wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a good one. You. That's a good one. And, yeah. and the more frequently they can appear in public, the better, in my opinion. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Do you have, do you have any other thoughts? Is there anything specific about the gritty uh, fanatic pairing that you are uh, enamored with? You know, I've always loved. I think the gritty is sort of a second iteration of what the fanatic has always been, which is just utter nonsense, and that's the reason I love them. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the fanatic, Philly fanatic, like you don't have to go with like. I didn't know this. Go ahead. Sorry. No, keep going, Alex. Go ahead. Oh no, sorry. So I was saying, you don't have to justify the fanatic to anything because he's not anything. He's a non-existent <laughs> cartoon character that we've made. <laughs> of philadelphia yeah like i mean you go to any other city and it's like okay the utah jazz they've documented that, that was because it was used to be the new orleans jazz and like there's no connection there but you can't say the philadelphia fanatic is not philly from philly it's yeah. completely made up it's yeah just fabricated well so- yeah that no it's true uh, although although to be fair to gritty gritty was actually based on a philly resident uh <laughs> a, a meth head from kensington <laughs> so and also and is, the fanatic is from Yes. yes, absolutely. The Phonetic is from the Galapagos Islands. Yes. Is that the case? Okay, yeah, all right, he's, all right. He's, a, he's from the Galapagos Islands. Which, speaking of the Phonetic, how about there's a lawsuit? I was about to say, the Phonetic's <laughs> about to be, like, uh, like a, a resident agent. of, like, local federal court, because uh, <laughs> there's a, there's now a lawsuit. The Phillies are suing to keep the Phonetic. Yes. Yeah, and the company that, um, that made him, they signed a contract where they, like, were able to, the Phillies were able to like buy them out of the contract for $250,000 or whatever at whatever time and it's been 30 years Mm -hmm. and they're like we want more money for the thing we created yeah and the Phillies are like no we paid you it's in this contract (laughs) (laughs) so so that's the question is like do you say if you're the Phillies should the Phillies just go all right here's some more money because we've made trillions of dollars off of the fanatic or is it just yo you guys signed a bad contract yeah, like it's... you guys made a bad deal and i'm you know i'm sorry that you didn't live with just your 250 grand but uh, you know those them's the breaks my 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 inclination is to go them's the breaks it's yeah. been 30 yeah. years just, to, just lawyer up yeah if you have enough money and it's it sets yeah. a really bad precedent if you let them run over you like that yeah exactly yeah. um 
All right, Sean, what is the next question? The next question is, oh, when and where did you have your first kiss? <laughs> first kiss, huh? <laughs> Alex is like, where to begin? Uh, my first kiss. Um, I think my first kiss was to a 14-year-old freshman year girlfriend um and uh <clears throat> saucy uh, i think it was in the basement of her house uh on their big screen tv uh watching a movie that was not thumbtanic because i know this because i made her watch that later uh <laughs> way story didn't work out uh, but uh but i forget what we were watching but uh but it was obviously not important because you know smooching so i think that's that's the uh i think that is the first kiss kiss that i had uh what about you guys yeah, I know. So my first kiss was in seventh. No, it was in sixth grade, mm-hmm. and it was at a Brunswick Zone, the bowling alley. Attaboy. It was outside of it, and I am to this day so oblivious to people coming on to me. <laughs> and it was one of those situations where this girl had been trying to like hint, be nuanced about it, that like, hey, I'm interested in you, and uh, it was just not getting through my dumb giant skull. And uh, she just like pulled me aside outside of laser tag and was like, and laid one on me. And I was like, yeah, nice, (laughs) (laughs) nice, nice. Great. I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. Just go around and start like high fiving with the concrete wall behind you. Like, yeah, let's go. Uh, Rich. Um, I guess you could say mine's fairly similar to Sean's. I was actually bowling with a bunch of people from work. This is, uh, I think it was like 23, 24. And um, we're all bowling. And f- I don't know how the, uh, like the discussion came up that I hadn't gotten a first kiss yet. Mm-hmm. And this one girl was just like, I'll be Rich's first kiss. And it wasn't even a, it was a kiss on the cheeks. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, but I'm like. Uh, it counts. Yeah, yeah man, it's it a first kiss. Yeah. <laughs> and then nothing ever came up from that because. Uh, I was her boss, and I didn't want to deal with that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, okay. All right, I, you, you made a good decision to not I, pursue that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I admire your ethics uh, and also your your sense of trying to move up the corporate ladder as easily as possible I, was, without any hiccups. I think it was both. I was her boss, and she had just turned eighteen. So I'm like, uh-huh. uh, I'm like, Oof. okay, okay. Lots to unpack yeah. there as well. Uh, but <laughs> but no, I mean, you made the right choice. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's important. Uh, <laughs> Alex, uh, Alex, what is the story of your first kiss? <laughs> Shocked out. That was pretty uneventful. Um, All right. We, um, as you do when you're a teenager in the suburbs, went to the movies a lot, and uh, I was at a movie, with the... and we saw, if I'm not mistaken, it was. Disturbia, the this Shia LaBeouf movie before he went kind of nuts, mm-hmm. and uh, it was and her and like four of her friends were there for some reason, mm-hmm. and just yeah, you know, pissed in the back of the movie theater. That's what you do. Uh, very confusing, and um, <laughs> it took a long time to recoil from that. But I think I'm better now. <laughs> was it confusing because it was dark, or you just weren't expecting it? Just had no idea how to handle it whatsoever. Just all the feelings. <laughs> yeah. 
overwhelming yeah. for uh, for a 14 year old Alex Casnell. And, uh, but uh, you know, I've, I've followed that up with an illustrious career of not dating anybody for several years, and it's been working out for me. <laughs> Alex had that one declared nice work. Wait while you're ahead. No, stop. <laughs> All right, good stuff. Good stuff. A lot yeah, of good stories good, there. Good. Right. Rich, your fucking story. <laughs> this stuff kept happening. And I was like, what's it, what is going on? It's blowing me away. But it was a good story. Yeah. It's roadshow time. Once yes. Again. Oh, yeah. yes, it is, baby. All right. So, I have in my hand. The picture for the Antiques Roadshow, oh, and boy. Uh, here's oh, what man. we've got here. I'll take. I will take the liberty of of describing this item. Well, I have to say, before you get started on this question, I you're, you're, you're the actual question was, but based off of the cheering, I knew it was Roadshow. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to. We have to. Descri- we have to. That's have true. To tell you the rules of Roadshow. That's true. What are the rules of Roadshow? So, you we every, each of us needs to determine one what the what. We think the object is mm-hmm. uh, two. Oh, what the name of the object is two. What the use of the object is, and three, an appraisal value. This is truly America's game. Uh, it's sweeping the nation, and uh, <laughs> and here's what we've got. So I'm going to describe this, and then uh, I'll pass it to Sean if you can show Alex the item uh, once he returns. He appears to have abandoned the show. <laughs> uh, so here's what we got. So I have here oh, in my hand. One second here. Okay. <laughs> Um, so Alex is maneuvering some stuff with the computer. While he does that, I am going to describe the item. So I am looking at here a picture of a pink, uh, looks like either like a robe or like a, like a long jacket, like a, like a peacoat maybe? Or like a blazer. Yeah, yeah maybe a blazer. So it looks maybe like it's fuzzy, um, and it's got, uh, mini, uh, mini mouse prints on it. So it's pink with black mini mouse prints on it. Now, am I, am I looking at that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah all right. Yeah. So... That's it. Uh, it's it's a it's a rope. If you want to show Alex uh, that this uh, this article of clothing, so I okay. I all right, I get it. Yeah, I th- it looks like it, a rope. It looks like a women a woman's coat. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, That's what. So I think it's a woman's coat, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna say. Man, but why? I, but why this item? There's got to be significance yeah, behind this item. Like it was exist? made by Walt Disney or, or something. Or whose was it? That's right. more the thing. Whose was it? Mm-hmm. Was it Mrs. Disney's? Or was it the original? Were there adults on the Mickey Mouse Club? Um, no. Okay. I don't think okay, so. Okay. Okay. Hmm. <sighs> but still, the like, Mickey Mouse Club was like '90s. Mm-hmm. I don't think no, this the, would be. Oh yeah, I thought there was. Okay, yeah. It seems older right. than that. Alex, do you have any guesses as to what the significance of this robe with uh, Minnie Mouse prints on it might be? I wonder if it is like something that was owned by, like, if you're a part of the Mickey Mouse Club, it has some sort of uh, significance in that regard. Like, if, like if you want an old sports jersey or something like that, like from the 1950s version of whatever that jersey was, if it's mm-hmm. like that. Maybe do would they give out something like that for the? I would not put it past them to like give out like an older looking item as like here's one of the things you get when you're in the Mickey Mouse Club. I'm gonna stick with right that it's Walt Disney. I I I'm, Walt Disney was married, right? Like I yeah, I, I, I think he has so. kids. I'm gonna yeah, go. Yeah, his yeah, yeah, that's right. Is doing um a bunch of anti-capitalism ads. Oh, is she? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Fight the power. Um, I'm gonna say this belong to although i'm actually gonna retreat from this because i can't imagine anything more tacky than having like your wife like walk around with the like the picture face <laughs> of a character that you made um yeah and this also i think mini is a newer edition right 
I think she's been around for a bit. Like if you watch those um, old cartoons, like yeah. there's that big bruiser, bruising looking there's guy. Steamboat Willie. Yeah, there's Steamboat and Willie. I believe she's been on since the Black and White Steamboat. Okay, Willie okay. Yeah, because there's like that big dude who would like kidnap her, and Mickey would have to go and save her. Yeah. Now I have a question, Matt. You have watched a lot more Antiques Roadshow than I believe anybody else in sure this I have. in this room. Mm-hmm. Um, has there ever been a, a time where people brought stuff and it wasn't worth? anything there it doesn't happen often but what typically so sometimes they'll come in and they'll say hey this isn't worth as much and they'll stick that near the end of the show the only time i've ever seen an item that was like the normal appraised item not go for some amount of money was when somebody brought in a painting at the very end the guy dropped however we looked into this and it turns out this is a forgery oh, <laughs> it turned man. out it was worth like five dollars so that's the only time i've ever seen that happen where it was worthless like a normal item was worthless okay because okay, that to me kind of it kept ringing a bell in me like that might not be worth anything it might just be something that was passed down in a family that people mm-hmm. thought was something yeah but like a piece not. of co- like a costume like, or something like for instance like i have all the pokemon movie trading cards but they gave so many of them away yeah that they're not worth anything like i think that's what that is okay. possibly all right let's hazard a couple of guesses here um so, I'm, I I like the idea of it having belonged to somebody in like the Mickey Mouse Club. So I'm gonna say this was Britney Spears <laughs> Mickey Mouse Club memento robe or women's jacket, and that this item is worth. I mean, it's a, it's a jacket. That's the function, and I'm gonna say it's worth maybe like fifteen hundred dollars. Okay, I think. I'm going to say it's a children's robe. Okay. But like the... Wait, no, there's buttons on it. There's buttons on robes, though. Okay, I'm going to stick with... It's a a children's coat, then. But like from the original... Like an original one. So from like the 50s or 40s. Okay. And I'm going to say that it's worth... $6,200. $6,200. Okay. Uh, Rich, what do you think? Um, I'm I'm gonna go with what I said. I think it is like somebody's robe that was passed down through generations in a family that people thought was going to be worth money that isn't. Like, so what would you? Is your guess gonna be like one dollar? It's mm-hmm. n- no more than ten bucks. Okay, ten dollars. Okay. Yeah. All right, Alex. So we've got sixty-two hundred, fifteen hundred, ten bucks. Uh, <laughs> what do you think the item is, and how much do you think it is worth? Put it in even five grand, and I'm going to say it, it was probably um, a measurement class of the Mickey Mouse Club from like 19. I don't know when it started. I'm just going to say 1985, maybe. And that was that was a coat from that run or something like that. And that, that that's the reason that it's it, it has some some collector's value. So he's one of the original Mouseketeers. Yeah, we haven't had one yet that's been worth zero dollars. That's that's why I I feel like she's throwing <laughs> a screw, the game. like a, a curveball at us. Okay, so here's what we got. This jacket is a Walt Disney coat, circa 1985. Ooh. So not quite as new as as what I was thinking. Not but, quite as old. But it, but Alex had it right on the money from the 80s. Yes, yeah. he did. Uh, French faux fur jacket, actually worn in the 80s by the owner who worked in fashion advertising design and was apparently a Disney fan. So, not hell oh, anyway famous. Oh, oh it's, okay. <laughs> now, as far as the value, 
It was not. It was more than ten dollars. Uh, <laughs> so so it's a little bit higher than that. The appraisal value as of two thousand seventeen was between five hundred and eight hundred dollars. Oh, Rich so, still gets it, right? Uh, I think he, so. Ten dollars. I, mean, I think I'm you're like, closer. So I said twelve hundred. So yeah, you're closer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were we were up for one that was a little bit on the cheaper side. Yeah, and yeah. that's about that, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we'll put a picture of this one uh, on this on this uh, post and uh, see if you guys uh, agree with the appraisal value of five hundred eight hundred dollars. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think it's no. worth that much, like, especially because it's faux fur, like. And mm-hmm. it's also not made by Disney. It's not mm-hmm. Disney yeah. apparel. It's it just, just is a jacket that people would wear. <laughs> it's it's some famous fashionista made yeah. it and wore it. Like yeah, it would be like if the Charlotte Hornets starter jacket that was big in the '90s was <laughs> magically worth like a thousand dollars in ten years. Yeah, which it could. I don't know. Uh, what is the next question, Sean? The final question. Oh, the final question. Okay. It's the final yes. question. This was submitted by listener Brian Everett. All right, Brian. This is, well, this is more of a request, but I'd love to hear you all have an honest discussion about Wawa and other South Jersey slash Philly cult eateries. My take is that although convenient, Wawa ain't too good, and crab fries are an egregious waste of your time and money. <laughs> okay, go. Okay. So I'm, I'm high-fiving Brian through the mic. Yeah. Okay. Um, I... Flat out agree, especially mostly about the Wawa. Like, it's not that good. It is just convenient as hell. Like, but that's all you're looking for. It's a gas station. It's supposed to it, just be convenient. It used to not be a gas station though. It used to well, be. Well, no, it used a, to be just an eatery. But now they're they're trying to do yeah. all that that stuff. Yeah. Like, it's comforting because the convenience is why you're going for. It, yes. So, in my opinion, like, you're not going there for artisan stuff because like, you get like a Primo's hoagie. And Primo's, even though they're a small chain, is better than than Wawa is. Mm-hmm. But Wawa is goddamn everywhere. And you know that if you stop... Like, you could stop at a mom-and-pop chain, but if you don't know... If you're not familiar with the mom-and-pop chain, you're, you're taking a bit of a gamble at that point. You could be... You could go there and it turns out it's just like a chum bucket. And it, it actually sucks. Wawa, you know you're typically getting like at least a baseline of okay and possibly a pretty good sandwich at that point. Yeah. So I think that the backlash to Wawa has gone the backlash has gone too far <laughs> and I think it is fine for what it is and that is okay you do not need to look at it to win any awards it is it is a sandwich from a convenience store I, I can, I can <laughs> yeah. understand that take but for me personally since I can't have their bread yeah it, well that's a little different too it's a it's more difficult for me like they always have the bowls but maybe four out of five times I go there they're missing whatever ingredient i'm looking for in my bowl so if i want quinoa they don't have quinoa if i want mashed potatoes they don't have mashed potatoes and it, it, it then turns into wait 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 wait, wait, wait. we cannot have a conversation where you complain about the lack of fucking quinoa at <laughs> this is a valid point yeah way too far <laughs> we just got off talking about it as a convenience store that. i can't <laughs> it's more it's not the lack of quinoa it's the lack of the ingredient for the advertised item yeah. that they're trying to sell so should they not is your is your statement then that they should not offer quinoa as an option <laughs> no my statement is they need to have better stock on their shit but i am also still going to an original wawa that yeah. still that is about to turn into a super wawa yeah. So well, they're not like I, fully packing up and stuff. That seems that's just like 
them not keeping up with the touch screens because you can just mm-hmm. like be like we don't have this anymore and it'll take it off yeah so that's them being mean to you <laughs> they just don't like <laughs> that's something wrong with the supply chain at that point yeah yeah yeah, it, yeah. all right i think i agree with all of you with all of these takes wawa is not good and i would much i would rather go to a deli or literally anywhere else pretty much um yeah. but it, it is it you're just I think that's just something you have to reckon with, and you're just mm-hmm. going for convenience. The, but the coffee and stuff is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the coffee is good. The iced teas are really good. I'll mm-hmm. take Wawa coffee over any other. Yeah, any day of the week. And that's the thing. Like you're not going to Wawa to get like a party platter. Like you're going yeah. because you stop there to get gas, or it's like right near your office or something like that. And hey, you know what? I'm gonna pick up like an Italian hoagie, mm-hmm. and it's cheap, and it is okay, and it's there, and I know that it is typically going to be there unless you're ordering it with quinoa uh all right or mashed potatoes or mashed potatoes yeah. i haven't run into the problem with the mashed potatoes although uh, i don't typically get what it is like you got to be able to compare wawa to other things on that level like I, they brought this up when preston and steve before because they were saying what's your wawa order like everyone was going around the horn saying what do you writing in saying oh well if you want to get a real sandwich you got to go to joe's down at the mm. italian market in south philly nobody's saying that the point they brought up is nobody's saying Wawa makes the best sandwich or the best food, but compared to whatever else is on that level, it's the average sandwich for $5. If you'd like a better one, you can go somewhere else and pay more. <laughs> right. It's like saying, okay, Tasty Cakes are great. They're not an artisanal French pastry, yeah. but for of the cellophane-wrapped prepackaged right. snack cakes yeah. you get in your lunchbox when you're a kid, but they are the best. But they're no Termini <laughs> brothers, Alex. So there's the backlash, like, well, it's not that yeah. yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so so basically, that's a fair thing because it's like, okay, you're comparing it to like Subway or Turkey Subway, Hill. Yeah. It's better than Subway. It's oh, better it's... than Turkey Hill. Let's, I, I think... Well, it's also saying... He also brought up crab fries. And I think that's yes. it's interesting because it's like, let's talk... Talking about other Philly foods, like crab mm-hmm. fries, yes. I think, are overrated. They're fine. Mm-hmm. But I think like... And I don't really care about them. I'd rather yeah. have like a good cheese fry than a crab fry. Like I'll, I'll I'll get crab fries, but I don't need to go to Chickies and Pete's and have them. Like yeah, like mm-hmm. I can I'll have them on occasion, but I don't have to have them when when the time comes. If I go to PJ's, I'd rather get their tater tots and their crab fries. Mm-hmm. My my take is that Chickie and Pete's can go right to hell. Uh, <laughs> chicken Pete's is overpriced nonsense, and calling your your chicken fingers tender or cutlets is not does not make it suddenly <laughs> worth four dollars more. Uh, crab fries are just crinkle cut fries with Old Bay dumped all over them, uh, and they have agreement with every sports team in the city so that you can buy their overpriced crab fries at the Wells Fargo Center yeah. for fucking thirteen dollars. It is unbelievable, uh, and get like a bucket and of them. Soggy and disgusting. That one. I'm out on on chickies because of that. It's not it, because at that point it's not just that the food is not phenomenal. It's that it's also like absurdly overpriced. They also my mom went once because there's a bunch. My mom there's a bunch in Philly. My mom went to a chickies and Pete's and ordered a salad, and the salad came with crab fries on it. Like uh-huh. every fucking thing they have comes with crab fries, yes. and not that doesn't have to be your thing, chickies or no. Pete, no. chicky or Pete, <laughs> chicky <laughs> and or Pete. <laughs> Whoever yeah. I'm talking to. Yeah. It's like the Permanis thing. Like at Permanis Brothers in Pittsburgh where they just stuff French fries on every, that, French okay. fries and coleslaw on let, everything. Let me tell you. Let me. I'm going to go on record that Permanis Brothers sucks. It's not good. This is, this is fair. It's I think not, you you should have it once. Yes. 
It is a it is an institution, but it's garbage. What is that? It, Permani so, is this is a sandwich in Pittsburgh. It's oh, like okay. the Pittsburgh cheesesteak, but to call it that is a affront to cheesesteaks. Mm-hmm. It's just a it's just this deli sandwich, a warm deli sandwich mm-hmm. with uh, coleslaw and fries on it, and it's fine. The two smallest pieces of bread on it either is, end. Yes, it <laughs> is. At, it is objectively fine, but if you ask. A person from Pittsburgh about Permani Brothers sandwiches, mm-hmm. they will literally die. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's... about how good it is, and it's not that good. No, I've had I've had it, you know, and you should have it just to say you have yeah. it. But it's... Fatheads is the best chain steaks uh, sandwich place in Pittsburgh. It is in, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Alex, do you have any thoughts on Chicky and Pete's? I think crab fries are horseshit for <laughs> the French fries. It'd be like, hey, we put like. You just put salt and pepper on French fries. We call them the salt and pepper fries. And yeah. we'll play like the salt and pepper theme songs on them. Like it's just two things that already exist, and you put them together, and mm-hmm. you made that your flagship. Yep. Yeah. I hate the, I hate the salt and pepper theme yes. song. By the way, salt. So on one more Philadelphia-based food institution, we had already mentioned cheesesteaks. Where's your favorite? Mine was James on South Street. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think there's. I think <laughs> not to, not to be a like a wet blanket, but I think there's. It's too much. Like there is, the <laughs> amount of stock people put into each place. I think is. Yes, is this, this has been my take for years that you can get a pretty decent cheesesteak anywhere within like a twenty mile yeah, radius. and I think I think oh, yeah, they're absolutely. all they're all good enough that like to say like this one is objectively the best. And I like yeah. I do know people who are like Steve is the best, and like. They're all very good, and all, like all of the ones that people say are their favorite, like Gino's, Pat's, Jim, Steve's, are very, very good cheesesteaks. And so I wouldn't, I but I don't have a favorite. Like I, I'm just like these are good. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the best in the area of Philly going into Jersey is actually Donkey's Place in Camden. They put them in the round Kaiser Donkey's rolls. Place. Donkey's Place is in Camden. There's also one I believe in like Marlton. Hmm. And they are really good. Okay, I, I'll take your word for it. I, I don't. I, I think that your your favorite cheesesteak place, with few with few exceptions, is the place that you've most frequently been outside at like one in the morning after having like eight mm-hmm. beers. Yeah, true. Because uh, then it's like, oh my god, yeah, it's a fucking cheesesteak. It was just <laughs> it hit the spot. Because of course it hits the spot. You're fucking drunk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I think that that's typically where it goes down to. If I had a favorite cheesesteak place, I'd say. I don't know. Uh, we we went to a good place the night of my bachelor party at one in the morning when we were Steve's. really drunk. Steve's, Steve's. Steve's. Yeah. So I would go. Steve, I would do it with Steve's. Alex, you have a favorite cheesesteak place. Um, not to be too much of a local boy here, but I'm going roast pork over. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> All right, Denix, Denix. Okay. Yeah, Denix brisket with sharp provolone is the best sandwich I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Hot roast pork. The roast pork is is quite good. I I will still get cheesecake over a roast pork, but I don't think you can go wrong with the roast mm-hmm. pork. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sure. Wrong. I like I like a gyms. I agree with your take, Matt. I think it's it's more or less. It's one of those things that's like it's like a standard question. Like it's like where where do you get the best pizza in Chicago or New York or whatever? It's like there's a lot. There you pretty much can't go wrong. There's a play, couple places yeah. that are fantastic. A couple places. 
rest of it are all really good. Yeah. Yes. The people who get militant, yeah, for anybody who doesn't live in Philly who listens to this show, anybody who gets militant over a specific like a specific cheesesteak place is probably not from Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> and probably like, and listen, I will fully cop to the fact that I am not from the city of Philadelphia because I'm always like, where are you from Philly? Uh, Exton. <laughs> but like, if you, they don't know what they're talking about if they're, they're swearing by a specific cheesesteak place. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. All right. Is there like a, is there like a, a name for Philly people from Philly, like like in Pittsburgh, they're mm-hmm. Yinzers. Is yeah. there one like Johnsies? Johnsies. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there one like a y'all like a equivalent in Philly? Use. What a, use? Yes, yeah, yeah, okay, use, use, use. Um, the Uzies. Oh, Uzies. It's like the Newsies. Christian yeah. Bale. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I think. Typically, just like Irish Catholic racists, maybe yeah, I don't know. And Italian racists, <laughs> yeah, and, uh... one of them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think. I don't think there is one like the Yinzers or what have you. Yeah. Um, while you guys are looking that up, uh, I think we've we've nailed down all the questions. Yes, we have. So that's that. So Sean, um, do you? I don't have the music queued up, but do you want to do a sob story for us? I do, and I, it is appropriate that we were talking about Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Philly foods and that Alex brought up tasty cakes because let me fucking tell you about the debacle that happened oh my God. with our tasty cakes. Oh, okay, okay, this is good. All right. <laughs> so, uh, for the last couple weeks, we've been buying two boxes of tasty cakes a week, my family. So, not just me, not just Mary, not just Jacob. We buy a thing of the chocolate cupcakes with the cream in the middle and like the chocolate frosting on top with a little like worm of vanilla icing and we buy the peanut butter patties or whatever they're called i don't remember but they're basically peanut butter patties. the candy cakes yeah the candy cakes the last two times we've gotten the cupcakes they have tasted as though they were doused in gasoline hmm. like inedible oh. like, i I, ta- I take a i took a bite of both of them and i could not swallow it because my body was like this isn't food it's, it wasn't just that they tasted stale. It was that they literally tasted like they had gas on them. Where, where did you buy them from? At ShopRite. It, okay. was, just, it was just regular Tasty Cakes. Hmm. So, we were like, hey, Tasty Cake. Uh, we, wanted to be, we wanted to be like, hey, Tasty Cake. It tastes like your Tasty Cakes have gasoline on, on them. You might want to look into that. And the fucking hoops that we had to jump through to get to someone to, to air our grievance was unbelievable. Like you, you went to you. We like messaged them on Facebook, and they were like, "Use the contact button on our page." And then we went to the contact button on their page, with redirected to their website, which then we had to do a whole survey. And then fast forward to uh, like two and a half weeks later, they sent us this generic like, "Sorry, you had a bad experience," <laughs> and gave us one coupon that expires in four weeks. And we were, I was like, and so I went to Twitter to air my frustration with this. Yes. Because I think it's very important to note that I don't care that I spent $4 on Tasty Cakes and did not get Tasty Cakes. What I do care about is the fact that it tasted like the cakes, which my family had eaten, mm-hmm. had fucking gasoline on yeah. them. So it could have been free. That was not the problem. <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't care about that. I like... And it was, I think it, it was just, it's frustrating because in order to get to, when, it, when, a, when it's a corporation that is a problem, it's impossible to get to somebody to be like, I have an issue. And then on top of that, for them not to like, 
in even in the email they sent to address the problem to just be like sorry you had an issue not sorry your tasty cakes tasted like gasoline because it's a specific problem i had it wasn't like they were all smushed it was like <laughs> hey these were inedible and they tasted like gasoline yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure i could have used them as an accelerant yeah. <laughs> and you, you know, should have tried to light them on fire to oh, see yeah. I, I honestly tasty cakes were probably laid on fire anyway yeah fair. but like I love gotta tasty test cakes. That now. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody I at love, home. I love tasty cakes, but like fucking and I think it's just this is just an issue with corporate communications in general is that it's impossible for a, like one person to get in touch with anybody who mm-hmm. matters. Yes. And so frustrating. I, this is a huge pet peeve yeah. of mine. This is it's not just tasty cake. It's I, I my my ire is directed at tasty cake specifically because yeah. of this in, incident, but like it's across the board. Try to talk to Comcast or anybody. Oh, I had I had a similar instance with that today as well as couple months back today i um i signed up for easy pass on friday last week and i wanted to find out because i have not gotten an email saying that my thing has shipped yet so i'm gonna find out if it's coming and when so i i call them up i call up their customer service and it it just goes through pressing buttons it's like do you want to check your account do you want to do this do you want to and I go through all of them, and none of it is, do you want to speak to a customer service representative? Yeah. So I click account, and it's like, here's your balance. Here's your account number. What else do you want to do? And I'm like, all right, what are my options? Because it's not telling me to talk. And it's like, yeah. I didn't get your, I didn't hear, I didn't get your button press. Yeah. I'm like, what? what? So yeah. then I, had, I hung up, and I call, like, the line that you needed to call if you were getting, like, uh, if there was, like, an issue where like you're uh uh like a penalty to your mm-hmm. thing i had to call that line get to a customer service rep and then be like hey when's my card when's my thing coming in and he's like well when'd you buy it i'm like friday morning he's like oh well it takes seven to ten business days i'm like oh it would have been nice for somebody to tell me that he's like you can go to here here or here and get it i'm like but mm-hmm. it's already in the mail mm-hmm. he's like yeah mm-hmm. but you can still do that anyway right so probably Friday morning, I have to go to <laughs> probably pick it up. Yeah, that, that 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 specific thing about like not being able to talk to a human, like especially when it comes to like online customer service or something like that, because the whole like on damn near every website now, uh, or a lot of, of modern websites, you see the option like, oh, you can chat online mm-hmm. immediately, or have somebody call you about a specific issue or something like that. But now it, the the trend has been the company's being hell bent on making sure you cannot talk to a human being about this because it's like. Uh, contact us before you contact us let me guess what your problem is and then you have to type in like you have my money i want it back and then they go sounds like you have a problem with our automatic renewal subscriptions you know (laughs) you can actually cancel your subscription by logging here and here it's like nope tried that already it's like i'll bet you you can't solve my problem with this because i want to talk to a fucking human about it and you won't let me like the the idea that's just like through every roadblock possible to not talk to somebody on the phone or not talk to the real human being is is ludicrous the automation is not there yet no it's not. You can't guess. You don't know what my problem is. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't be here because I could probably solve it on my own because I'm yeah. not a fucking moron. <laughs> I'm mad about your take now, too. <laughs> You're welcome. Alex, do you have any thoughts on the, the Tasty Cake or customer service uh, take? The customer service aspect of it, I think in Sean's case, the thing that stands out to me is this seems more like it would be... I would think that they would be more concerned about that. It's not as... So you're just complaining. You're obviously, as I am, a tasty cake devotee. Um, <laughs> but something that sounds like there was actually could potentially have been a, a safety issue with the product, I would think they would want to jump on that because they're they always reach. It'll be you know every once in a while. Jay. 
Yeah, like they they do like it'll right. be, you you would think that it would be like a safety thing. You would think that would be like a safety problem. Like, exactly. Was yeah, it, it was like it, is this a, at a concentrated to a specific plant or a specific store or something along those lines? Yeah. Well, they, they did. They asked all of that in the in the survey, but then like the their response mentioned none of it, and it's like we gave you all of the information. I would like you. We have to. There's no way to know that we were heard, mm-hmm. which is like, and it's like. Yeah. And that generic, sorry, like you guys said, it is, it's a safety concern for my family. So I would like to hear you say like, Hey, sorry. Yes. Like that sucks. Right. Yeah. I I had, uh, like about a year ago, I had bought a pack, a thing of, uh, Angie's popcorn Mm -hmm. and the lightly salted kettle corn, open it up, start eating it. I'm like, this tastes burnt. Mm -hmm. I get down and half of it is burnt. So I, I try to call them up. There's no phone number. They don't have a social media presence. If you go online, do the same thing. Fail to survey and everything. They email me back. All right, well, you'll get a coupon for, for a new bag of popcorn. I'm like, great. Four weeks later, I get this coupon. I go to use it. It doesn't even work. Mm. It's like you need to have a product for Angie's Popcorn worth at least this amount in order to get it to work. Yeah. And I was like... Oh well, I mean, I still ate my popcorn, so yeah, yeah. I'm not that mad. Yeah, that, that's but it. Was, it was more of a, hey, you guys burnt the fuck out of this, and it costs a lot of money. Yeah, that's, like, that's always the, the the strange reward that companies give when it's like, I hated your service or I hated your product. Great, well, sorry about that. Here's a coupon for more of the product or yeah, service yeah. that you hated. <laughs> like, yeah. like, yeah, no, I just want you to know how was, fucking terrible you are. <laughs> that was like when I worked at McDonald's, we did the opposite. If people complained, oh, we're sorry, come back, you get what you got again Mm -hmm. and we'll write it down but if somebody like typed in and like gave us an amazing review here be our guest come back here's all the coupons in the world right 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 yeah good take sean that's that's been sob stories with sean o'brien uh sean if they want to hear any more of your your tasty cake or if they want to see the tasty cake tweets themselves (laughs) where can they find you on twitter to do that at hey it's sob how about you rich at b underscore walnuts alex uh, you're not on twitter right I'm gonna go with no. You're not on Twitter. Uh, okay, so you you, you don't have a Twitter. All right, all right. So don't worry about following Alex. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at mkaznel. That's m k a s z n e l. The podcast, of course, is available at brose underscore podcast uh, on Twitter. Uh, and if you have a question for the show, you can email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com for a chance to hear your question on the show, much like Brian's question. Uh, the podcast uh, questions, of course, were compiled by Mary O'Brien. Big thanks to her, as always. Uh, you Also to Shannon Vogel for designing our logo. Uh, you can find her wares on Etsy still, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and our theme music is When by Stephen Siebert. You can find his music at the free music archive uh rich what is going on with your show these days um come listen to podcasts where we talk about nerd stuff that's really it boom <laughs> like, <laughs> you gotta you I, bring your own copy for this I, show <laughs> i can't i can't actually fully plug it because it is a weekly news and talk show mm-hmm. so we don't know what we're going to talk about to the day before the day of except for you're going to talk about marvel ultimate alliance again right um i mean i did beat that a second time and unlock oh, the hardest you? difficulty so yeah yeah no i started playing stardew valley this week so oh, i saw that i I, <laughs> I played that for a little bit and like I, I felt like that was a game i could really go down the wormhole on i was like oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> put it <yeah>. away. <laughs> i started playing at five i I stopped playing at one. I made it through one season. 
which is 28 days in game. Yeah. The first time I played that, my my guy uh, like passed out at two in the morning trying to get home. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> like, I trying to find way home. And he's so sluggish. I was I was going through the mines at one point, and I was on floor 19. I'm like, I need to get to 20. I need to get to 20. Fuck! Mm. It's 12 o'clock. I nah. need to run home. <laughs> Such a bizarre game, uh, but it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I co-host the Keystone Coast to Coast podcast with Eddie Provident. We haven't put out a show in a while uh, because Eddie's laptop is on the fritz. Uh, I think Eddie and Tim uh, get all of their computer stuff at the same store. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll hopefully get back to that soon. And, of course, I'm continuing to edit the Under Pressure podcast, The Hidden Story of Pregnancy and Preeclampsia. Uh, we just put out an episode a couple weeks ago uh, starring Darren, uh, who was the first uh, father that was profiled, uh, or the first father that we, we've uh, focused on as far as the interviews are concerned. So uh, definitely go and check that out if you have some time. Uh, say goodbye to the listeners, guys. Goodbye. For in absentia, in absentia, Tim Hansen, for Alex Casnell, for Sean O'Brien, for Rich Sweeten, and the entire Action Moves team. Move. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you to be smart about being stupid.